Welcome to The Sage and the Song, an archetypal exploration on life, love, and leadership. I'm Britta Greenviolet, singer, songwriter, creativity mentor, and conscious leadership coach. The stories we tell about our lives shape our lives, and I'm here in service of rewriting the script, crafting a new narrative where it's needed, and liberating your mind, body, heart, and voice to express the fullness of your unique medicine. Hello, beloved. Britta here. So happy to spend some time with you today. And I've got such a juicy exploration and inquiry that I have been in that I want to share with you. And it is the, the inquiry into love, money, and inadequacy. So this is, this is a vulnerable share. <laughs> I'm going to start with that and say that hmm, if you suffer from symptoms of inadequacy in your life, whether that is in the realm of love and relationships, whether that is in the realm of money and prosperity, I've got you and I hear you and I see you and this episode is for you. So first thing I'll start out with is this idea that perhaps you're familiar with or perhaps not, which is that love and money Love and money are always connected. <clears throat> now, I have heard this in other places before, but namely, I am going to be talking in today's episode quite a bit about To Be Magnetic, which is a neural manifestation program that I have been studying with for the last year, and I believe in it so much. I totally believe hundred percent that it helped me manifest my home this past year which I am sitting in right now this morning as I record this podcast for you and I will include a link in the show notes I'm an affiliate I totally believe in it it's incredible incredible work uh, really healing work beyond sure manifesting the things that you want in this life and the experiences and the feelings and the vibration right and on a deep 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 level what it really is when we do this work is neural reprogramming and that requires some deep healing so Lacey Phillips, who's the, the founder of To Be Magnetic, this is what she says, love and money are always connected. And so I want to talk to you today about this kind of epiphany that I had around love, money, and inadequacy. And my hope is that perhaps you will feel some resonance with this, and perhaps it will inspire you to look more deeply at the connection in your own life between love and money, especially if you're feeling that you'd like to grow and expand in one of those two houses. So I suppose I'll begin by saying that inadequacy is a pretty universal human wound, right? It feels really tied to scarcity, which of course is such a prevalent 
wound and false belief that so many of us hold. And I feel like I've gotten a lot more clear in maybe the last three to four months that inadequacy is something that I have been really carrying around unconsciously. And how I'm seeing this is that regardless of how far I've come and what I have accomplished or what what success actually shows up, my psyche is really quick to gather as much evidence as possible as to why I don't have what she does, or I haven't had growth as swiftly as they have, or I haven't been as successful as I should be, right? And I am getting so, so tired of this narrative. I'm so tired and sick of this narrative. So this winter, I had a very acute experience of inadequacy. And it was during my coaching training that I took, uh, coaching the unconscious mind, becoming an integrative change work coach. And I heard one of my coaches telling her story of success in her business. And her story, I will say, is pretty extraordinary. So maybe that's simply worth noting, first of all, that her story is totally extraordinary. So she has the story where she basically went from six to seven figures in one year, and namely, she went from one or 200,000 to seven figures to making a million dollars in the span of one year. And this is, regardless of what you hear out there, my experience and what I've observed is actually being an entrepreneur and talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, that is not common and it is not easy. (laughs) That doesn't happen for most people. That doesn't happen normally or usually or often, right? Um, And when it does happen, there's often a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work that we don't see and we don't hear about. So we are left with this imprint of, wow, they went from 100,000 to a million in the span of 12 months. What's wrong with me? Right? What's wrong with me that I haven't been able to do anything like that? And again, this is a super vulnerable share because this really brings up my shadow because that is totally what happened to me. I felt this huge wave of grief when I heard this story. And as I dug around in like, wow, I feel really activated and really reactive as I'm hearing her story. And how shitty is that? Like I, I, on one hand, there is, there's a subtle inspiration and more so there's this desire, there's this awareness of, God, I'd love to feel inspired by this story, but instead of feeling inspired, I actually feel shame. I feel grief. I feel overwhelming narrative of what's wrong with me? Why haven't I been able to do anything like that? So, of course, 
when I dug into this and started feeling, and this was in the in the to be magnetic work, through journaling and through um, some some hypnosis processes, I was able to put a name to what was going on, and this name that I put to it was inadequacy. It was a wound of inadequacy. So then I said, okay, cool. So I've got this inadequacy wound and I don't like it. I want to dispel this. I want to air this out. I want to disintegrate this wound and heal this wound as swiftly as possible because this is clearly toxic for me. So I went into this process of exploration and was invited through this process to go back to childhood and feel into where inadequacy showed up for me with money. Now, when I did this and I went back to my childhood and I felt around and I allowed myself to kind of roam in my memories, not much really came up. And my family my parents, we grew up middle class. I, I don't feel like I grew up in luxury by any means, but I certainly had plenty. And I grew up in ridiculous beauty, ridiculous beauty, like unreal, amazing beauty with the forest and the water and the mountains, which is, of course, my happy place. And yet... Um, it certainly wasn't over the top, you know, high class. Like my, my parents are very much middle class. They were educators and I was well tended, right? I got to take vacations. I got to go to summer camp. I got to do the things I wanted to do. I got a lot of love and care and I had a very stable, secure, safe childhood. And blessed am I for that because I recognize very clearly that that is not the story of many, many people. And perhaps that's not the story of most people. So starting there, there, that was not so helpful, right? It was like, okay, well, I don't really find that much when I look at money and childhood and kind of my inner child and feeling into where, where was their inadequacy for her and nothing really came up then I knew that this principle was there of love and money are always connected so then I looked into love and this category of love this house of love and asked that same question where was their inadequacy and boom wow I had such an amazing epiphany with this because I came upon memory after memory after memory after memory after memory relationship after relationship after relationship where I felt inadequate so I'm going to talk a little bit more and walk you through some of this but the first thing I want to say is who who out there has not felt inadequate when they look back on their history of love and relationships. I mean, come on, really? I feel like that's part of 
simply maturing, right? Isn't that part of, of growing into an adult and learning what love really is and getting burned, right? And when I say getting burned, there's the getting burned of, you know, being married and having a spouse who um, betrays you and has an affair. I mean, that's one version of getting burned, which just to be clear, I have not had that experience. Um, there's also the experience of being in a serious relationship and having your partner cheat on you. I have had that experience. And then there's the experience of being, you know, a fifth grader with a crush and having your crush burn you and choose somebody else. And, you know, what is that? That's young love, right? That's simply the heart finding its way through the landscape of learning, right? Learning what love is, learning what it is to be intimate, learning what it is to share intimate space. So there are varying degrees of seriousness and naivete and innocence when I talk about inadequacy in the house of love. That feels really important to say. So now I'd love to walk you through very briefly what I what came up for me. So first of all, I realized that my sexuality and sensuality came online pretty early. Now, I don't suppose I'm getting more curious about talking to other people about this. I know kids are super experimental, right? But I don't have children. I'm not a biological mother. I haven't given birth. And so I I actually don't really know what's normal. Um, for kids when they're discovering their sensuality. But what I can say for myself is that for me, it came online as early as first grade or six being, I, I think I calculate that for me as around five or six years old. And as I tracked through the many kisses, which like my, I remember my first kiss was in first grade. And I actually remember that it was with two boys at the same time, which feels really scandalous, which is hilarious to even say and admit here on my podcast. (laughs) Ah. But suffice to say, as I tracked through my many early crushes and my many early kisses and like my early boyfriends in elementary school, I came upon, again, situation after situation after situation, one after the other, where for one reason or another, I felt inadequate. And that started in first grade. I could literally think of the experience in third grade. I could think of my crush in fourth and fifth grade and how they, maybe I was, you know, I'm using air quotes here, dating them for a while, and then they chose another girl, or maybe I broke up with them, and then they, I wanted to get back together with them, and then they chose somebody else, which was the experience I had in middle school, this like crushing experience of feeling like I was totally in love with this boy, and then feeling betrayed, even though it was absolutely not betrayal. It was really more simply heartache, right? Um, And then in high school, there actually was betrayal by my very first love. 
And then there was more betrayal in my early 20s with, I would say, my first real serious adult love. And that tracked on and on up until the man that I was in love with right before I met Ben, who is my current beloved and my husband, who I have committed my life to and who I'm deeply, ridiculously in love with. And this realization was absolutely amazing to connect all of these dots and realize that this long line of inadequacy existed, ranging from this very simple, naive, innocent childhood heartache and learning intimacy to real betrayal and heart-shattering realities of being an adult who is loving, right? Who is taking what we might say is the biggest risk of all and opening our hearts to another adult who then has the power to, oh, really hurt us, right? That is a huge risk. And for us to believe anything different, I think is pretty foolish. Because it hurts, right? It hurts when we love somebody and then we get uh, our, our love is unrequited, we could say, right? Or, or whatever happens, right? This, there's a reason why it's so risky to open our heart. And there's a reason why I think many people choose the path, maybe unconsciously or subconsciously, of keeping their heart closed because it feels safer that way. And I suppose you could say it is, right? But here it is and here it was that this is what I wanted to come come here and share with you today that this inadequacy wound that is showing up that was showing up that I am continuing to heal for myself in the house of money and abundance and prosperity it wasn't rooted it's not rooted in money at all but it's rooted in my heart and now much later as an adult in my 40s, I'm getting to look back and bring healing to this string of inadequacies and get to see how that is translating into how I run my business and how I show up and be of service and giving me this lens and this mirror to check myself right and call myself in when I am comparing myself to other people when I'm feeling inadequate when the truth is that I'm amazing and I'm extraordinary and I know it right I know it and what happens in those moments what happened in that moment that I described when I got totally hijacked well It was old, old, old childhood programming, old neural programming that is simply begging to be healed. (laughs) 
Beloved, I'm going to interrupt this episode for one moment to let you know that I have an invitation for you if you feel resonant with this topic today of love and money and inadequacy and you are focusing your devotional energy this year on creating more ease and impact with your work in your business, in your life, in your bank accounts, in your schedule. I've got you and I've got a program coming in 2024. It is my annual mastermind. It is a council for entrepreneurs and leaders and business owners and creators, and it's called Overflow. The journey in overflow is going from overwhelm to overflow, and we are going to focus all our devotion together over a period of six months on becoming powerful, prosperous, prolific, and peaceful. We're going to learn together and actually take both playful, energetic, and pragmatic action steps to become more masterful with our money and our time. We are going to work deeply to squash the myth of scarcity, to learn what enough is, to actually befriend your numbers, and to learn how to celebrate yourself with every victory along the way and finally surround yourself with other people who are equally devoted to creating prosperity and abundance in business and beyond. So if this feels at all resonant, if you feel the tug to learn more, you can go to my website, Britta Greenviolet. You can email me info at Britta Greenviolet, or you can send me a direct message on Instagram with the word overflow, and I will send you all the juicy details. The song. Today's song is called Presence, and with this exploration on love and money and inadequacy, it felt only right to bring forward a song that is a collaboration and co-creation of Ben and me, my husband, my beloved. And this is a song that Ben wrote and it is on our album called Building Bridges, which you can find for purchase on Bandcamp or you can find it on Spotify. I'll put it in the show notes below. You can find us on Spotify at Ben and Britta with an ampersand. And I love this song so much. It has really beautiful lyrics. Ben is such a poet and This felt like a really great invitation and integration of this learning. It's curious how we're living our lives day by day, wondering where our lives begin, wondering where, when our lives will end. Your presence is the fortune of meeting every moment, eyes on the horizon, not stolen, but given. You're living. Your presence is the moment of meeting every fortune. Eyes on the horizon, not stolen, but given. 
you're living. And those are the basic lyrics to the song. And mm, when it comes to feeling inadequate, presence feels like such a soothing balm to the soul. So may this song uplift your spirits. Perhaps you will lean into it and walk toward it and add it to your playlists and listen to it when you are feeling this energy of inadequacy, whether it's in the house of love or in the house of money, remembering that your presence is the fortune of meeting every moment. Curious, how we live in our lives, hands. 
presence for your precious time and energy. You can find out more about me and my work at brittagreenviolet.com. Until next time, may your mythic adventure through life serve up nourishment, courage, curiosity, and awakening. This is The Sage and The Song signing off.